0: hey everyone welcome to lockdown Cavs. today's episode is a little three-man weave we're drafting over-unders with friend of the program ben axelrod ben before we get into our title sponsor in the notes of today's show um just give me a one-word description of what it, what the the, the woodley paul event was like in rocket mortgage field house on a scale of one to ten how chaos what's the adjective like how would you describe what was going it on it
1: was uh it was hyped it was uh, a hyped atmosphere at uh Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse on Sunday for the uh, Jake Paul-Tyron Woodley fight. More more excitement there for, for that or for the
0: forthcoming Cleveland Cavaliers I'll
1: tell you what, if the Cavs have an atmosphere like that all season, something will have gone uh, very right for the Cavs. I, I have not seen uh, that piece of real estate in downtown Cleveland that hyped since uh, the 2018 playoffs.
0: Look, I'm just saying bring Machine Gun Kelly in for every home game and have him and Megan Fox just like be Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox every home game, and you can profit. That's all I'm saying. That's my free advice for the people at the event. But today's episode is brought to you by Friday is Unlocked on NBA. It's Nick Gangstat. It's Adam Otis. Check them out wherever you get your podcasts. And, again, we're drafting over-unders today here with Ben Oxrod. So let's get into it.
1: Cavs need a three.
0: Sexton, works on Irving, trying to get loose, he'll fire. Hey! Knocks it down! Ground, here goes Okoro to the bucket, and oh my! Okoro throws it down. Ten seconds to go, here comes Colin Sexton. Sexton, chased by Hill, off to Stevens. oh my! 45 ticks to go. That shot is yes. blocked by Nance. Get that big stuff out of here. Prince knocks down that Harden pass. Garland's there. Garland upstairs for <laughs> Oh,
1: look out.
0: There you go. That's called team ball right there. All right. This is going to be a two-part episode, so you're listening to maybe the first part of this on Friday, second part of this after Labor Day weekend. Ben... You're gonna draft first for us. The conceit of this is gonna be we're gonna go through the Eastern Conference, we're gonna draft teams based on over or under. Um, so like if you like so for example, if you you want to draft the Cavs, you have to pick their over pick their over or their under and explain why. We'll compare and who did the best against at the end. will compare at the end of the year. Um, I'm actually gonna keep track this year, unlike last year, like a noob. But uh, we're so, gonna get into this.
2: So have you all don't the data have here. the data what from last year's pick 'em at all.
0: Look, last year I I have it on a sticky note somewhere, but this year we have a we have a spreadsheet and a graphic ready we do. to go. And we do. we're due. so we're gonna going to go into this. I I feel like I did not do well last year. That's I think um, I feel like I didn't do well last year. That's all I'm going to that's I'm just going to say I did badly and we'll we'll say Ben won. So Ben has the first pick. We're going to do a snake draft. It's going to go Ben to me to Evan and then so Evan will pick twice and we'll go through this. Obviously, y'all know how snake drafts work. Ben uh do you want to do you have a take on the east do you want to just do you have an obvious number one pick here where do you where you your dealer's choice here man you you go you go here and we'll yeah
1: i'm gonna i'm gonna uh i'll just take my first pick i guess and the first team that stood out to me and it's not because they're listed first alphabetically um but just looking through the east i thought the atlanta hawks at 47 uh i like that over i think that um, you know, you look at what they did in the playoffs last year and it kind of showed you the best version of this like promising young team that really, I think is a lot more, I, I think you look at the Hawks and you think about Trey young, like this seems a lot more than Trey young. I, I think Bob Donovich and, and what he does for them. Um, obviously, you know, uh, they bring back John Collins. I, and I thought that was something that, um, I didn't know if they were going to be able to do that, uh, re-sign Capella. Um, and uh, we'll see what happens with, with Cam Reddish, but um, that's not even factoring in getting back DeAndre Hunter. So I just, I, I like this Hawks team overall. I think they take a big step forward. Um, looking at the odds, it's minus 130 for the over, which is uh, tied for the second. I guess there's a handful of teams at minus 130, so it's, maybe it's not as rare as I thought, but um, I just think the Hawks, you, you look at the pecking order of the East. I think it probably goes Nets, Bucks, and then I, I think the Hawks can be right there for number three, depending on what happens with Philadelphia. So I, I just, I'm very uh, bullish on this Hawks team. That's a bold pick, and I like it. Yeah, it is a bold pick. I like pick. That a lot.
2: And I guess my question to you is, Ben, you you think the Hawks being the conversation for the third seed, are you just not that high on the Miami Heat then, despite their offseason moves? Because they're in the same division as Atlanta, and I think that's. I think that's the real gunner for the division next year.
0: And f- they're at forty-eight over under. Interesting, according to our friends at BetOnline. Online. Yeah. So keep that in mind. I uh, I'm
1: not, I'm not bullish on the Heat. I uh, I think that they're like an old team. Like they were, they're, re- they're going to be relying a lot on Kyle Lowry. They're going to be relying a lot. On Jimmy Butler, uh, Tyler Hero, I thought it was really, that was one of the bigger disappointments of last season was after what he did in the bubble, not being able to, to build on that. So um, I think the heat, like, I think they kind of settled for Kyle Lowry because that's the best that they could do this offseason. And I don't, I don't know how much he really moves the needle. I don't, I don't know how, how big of an upgrade he is at this point at 37 years old from, from what they were getting from Dragic.
0: It's a fair question. Um, I think it's interesting that Atlanta is, I mean, projected in this betting total one win under Miami. Just considering they have, as you mentioned, DeAndre Hunter was injured a lot of last year, and he was really, really good. Um, Bogdanovich didn't really settle in for a while. Like they didn't really hit their stride until Nate McMillan came in. So like, I think there's definitely reason to think that they could kind of hit that total. Um, So all right, so Ben's first first overall pick here, taking the Atlanta Hawks over forty-seven wins. So I'm up, and I think I, I've thought about the strategy of this a little too much because I think, like, if there's, like, just a bet I felt really good about, I would wonder if I should just do it here, or do you go, like, higher of the East? And for this first pick, at least, I'm going higher of the East because I'm going to take the Brooklyn Nets, and I'm going to take the over. Yeah. I don't know. I don't even know how great I feel about this, to be honest with you. Like they, could, they. I don't really know exactly what to expect for them to some degree because – like, could did they manage Kyrie, Katie, and, and Harden? Like, do they, but, you know, do they get the same production out of certain role guys? Like, but this talent is so high that the the floor for this team just feels so high. And, like, I, I don't know, like, how, again, how much they're going to put their foot in the gas pedal. But I feel like this team, if they're healthy, is by far the best team in the league next year like they added they have Millsap, they have Bruce Brown, they have um they might get LMA if he's I, that's kind of the latest thing out there, but we'll see what he even can provide. They have Blake, they have Joe Harris. Like this is a really good team. So I take Brooklyn Nets. They're 55 and a half wins is their over under from BetOnline. -115 over, -115 under. I'm taking the over for Brooklyn. Yeah,
1: so so when I looked at this, like the Nets were the one team I just was not going to draft. Like oh. I just well oh. I just don't want to have to it's it's because I didn't want to pick the over or the under for them because, like, who knows what you get out of the regular season with them. If if we were picking title contenders, like, the Nets, I think, should be the first team off the board, maybe pretty clearly. Um, but I just think mm-hmm. from a regular season standpoint, like, this is a team that, you know, if, if they have an injury to, to one of their top guys, they could just pack it in and say, hey, we're happy getting the sixth seed and getting to the playoffs healthy, like, I, don't, I, I thought that um, they're 55-and-a-half. That's one win ahead of Milwaukee. I feel a lot better about Milwaukee during the regular season than, than I do um, Brooklyn during the regular season.
2: I think that's a fair point, and you're going to give me a launching point for my pick in a second here. But to talk about Chris's pick a little bit more, I, I really like this Nets pick. I think I'd take the over on them, too. I think if they're fully healthy, they are equipped more so to make a playoff run and kind of boat race the Eastern Conference just from just offensive firepower alone. Like Chris mentioned, they just added Paul Millsap today. There's a good chance they'll add LaMarcus Aldridge. They're going to cut DeAndre Jordan and probably Elise Johnson at this point. And the Nets won – like their entire starting lineup and their bench rotation could very well be like an all-star team at this point. It's going to be
0: well, – well, I don't know about all, I don't know about all-star team, but like former, former all-star, all-star
2: team, team and three point champion, Joe Harris. Um, I think the loss of uncle Jeff is going to be pretty significant to them. If we're draft, if we are I, I really like Jeff green and uh friend of the show, Ty Windish pointed this out to me the other day. Do you think it's fair for me to say that Jeff green might be one of those guys where he just committed to a lower salary at one point in his career. And now going forward, that's all teams are going to offer him are lower salaries.
0: I think he's just at that certain point of his career. Like, honestly. He was literally um, fighting really for his just basketball, basketball life not too long yeah. ago,
2: though. Like, that's that's the crazy thing for yeah, me. Yeah, it
0: didn't work out in... Yeah. Yeah, it didn't work out in Utah. But yeah, I, I go with this pick just because I think I believe in the talent play with the floor. And I may regret this. Like, I totally could see what Ben's outlining. Like, they just... Okay, like we'll be fine. Like, who's going to beat us in seven games? And we have these three guys and, and everything. We saw it last year. Like, they were that close to beating Milwaukee, and mm-hmm. Milwaukee went to win the title. And it wouldn't shock me if they just wreck the East this year in the playoffs. But saved for regular season. But I, I just I, that team is just so scary that I just it's it's probably a bad financial decision here. We're going to do that, Evan. Let's do. You want to do your pick? Let's get your first pick yeah, here. Sure thing. We'll
2: go I'm going to go with the Milwaukee Bucks, the best team remaining, and honestly, in my opinion, probably the best team in the Eastern Conference still. I think Giannis is incredible. I, Mike Budenholzer and Giannis both got the monkeys off their back. They know how to win and not choke in a championship situation. Um, I think bringing back Bobby, Bobby Portis for them was huge. I think bringing in George Hill was a really good upgrade for them. Uh, adding Rodney Hood is a great addition. A lot of former Cavaliers on this roster. I really like the semi-Ojelay pickup. Bringing back Thanasis as a key role player was a big thing too. And then getting Grayson Allen from from memphis in that trade and i know it's not it's it's not a wild pickup for them but i think Grayson allen could be a little bit of a difference maker for them that feels like a budenholzer type pickup and like ben pointed out um i'm gonna take the over on milwaukee's 54.5 which is what they're projected for this year um mike budenholzer teams are known for trying super hard in the regular season and they make every single one of those games count so it feels like a pretty safe bet to me to say that they're gonna win more than 54 games next season I don't know if they'll be the top team in the East, but they'll certainly be up there. Like, number one team, I should say. They will be one of the top teams in the East. But I, I feel pretty comfortable in saying they'll be on the over on that just because boot and holder teams try super hard. Now, the playoffs will be a different story, but we're not too worried about that. We're just talking about the regular season.
0: Ben, any thoughts on that before we go into Yeah, break?
1: you know, I think the the key to this pick <laughs> is that Giannis has never been a load management guy, really. He That's also typically, true. Typically, like, plays his way through the regular season and when he's out there on the floor like they're going to be favored in just about every game they play in except against like maybe when they're playing at Brooklyn or at the Lakers so um and then you mentioned guys getting the monkey off their back like to me the big one is Middleton because I think just like Middleton Mm -hmm. looked like a guy who could carry you on an off night for Giannis which doesn't happen often Um, I just think like Guys like him really, Giannis is like going to play at an MVP level for every year for the rest of his prime. But I I think, you know, if you want to buy into like a championship giving a guy confidence and building quote unquote momentum or whatever, like I think this like takes Middleton to just kind of a different regular season level here.
0: I believe that. All right, Evan, let's go into a break. And uh, speaking of bet online. They're a sponsor That's, today. That, you that, is, that about- is
2: true. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half million dollar NFL Mega Contest and the world's largest two hundred thousand dollar NFL Survivor Contest. Open now at Bet Online. Head to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive a one hundred percent welcome bonus only if you use the promo code locked on be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo make a bet on Thursday September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys and if you lose your wage will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up using promo code NFL 100 bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports from football, basketball boxing right to your favorite Vegas casino games do not wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online. your are online sportsbook experts and the exclusive betting partners of the Locked On Podcast Network.
0: Also, got to tell you about our friends at DirecTV. And DirecTV is reminding you to bring your, get your TV together. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another lets you stream your favorite shows, and you, you're watching highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff, like Euphoria. I'm, I'm assuming that's where this is leading into. I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to get your TV together. It's called direct TV stream. And it brings you your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports movies and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. The best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with direct TV stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. compatible device required content varies by package Mm -hmm. all right evan your pick again to recap real quick we have gone ben took atlanta took the over i took brooklyn took the over and you took milwaukee and you took the over so you're now picking and who's your pick
2: i'm gonna go with the team ben isn't high on the miami heat who i am high on i think I think the Kyle Lowry addition makes a lot of sense. I really do believe in Heat culture. I think them retaining Duncan Robinson was a big move for them because they're going to need spacing. P.J. Tucker is a good addition as well. He provides threes in defense. And, um, I mean, they still have Jimmy Butler. They still have Bam Adebayo. They, they're they bringing back Dwayne. They're keeping Dwayne Deadman. They signed him on a one year, 2.4 million. Marquise Morris is a good addition. And, hey, Victor Oladipo, weirdly enough, is like one of the bigger X-Factor here. He so could be... An elite six-man for the Heat next season, and possibly a trade chip for them if they can make things work. But I'm I'm intrigued by this Miami squad. Either they're going to fall apart because of their age, like Ben pointed out, and injuries are just going to ravage this roster, or they're just going to be so elite defensively that they'll bludgeon teams to death and they'll kind of cruise their way through their division. I'm going to take the under on them though, just because of those injury concerns because 48 is their pick. I think 47 wins is realistic for them. I don't think they're going to be a top three team in the East, but if they're the four or even the three seed, I wouldn't be surprised.
0: And sorry, I think Evan just froze for a second. So we're going to talk a little bit about Miami Ben. So I don't really buy them to some extent. I'm skeptical because I need to see it all come together and for them to figure it out in a way that we just haven't seen yet.
1: Yeah, I think I, I think like we're kind of at the the end of the rope here with Heat culture. Like I think that you know that was something that sounded good when you know you have LeBron, Bosh, and Wade, and um, you know you get to that next era then when you know you're kind of you know, going through all the Dion Waiter stuff and, um, you know, kind of piecing together this gritty team. But really, I mean, I feel like Miami is getting a lot of credit for a bubble run that in retrospect is looking a lot like smoke and mirrors. I'd really like to see Tyler Hero take a step forward. Um, I thought Bam Adebayo was, was somewhat disappointing last year as well. And then, you know, at this point, you know, what do we think of Jimmy Butler as a as a franchise guy? What do we think of him as a go-to guy? Is that a guy who can still get you a top three seed in the East? I'm, I'm not so sure with how much this conference has improved, so... Um, I think you know the argument for Miami would be one. Evans, right there, is a floor there just because there's a talent level. Uh, Spo is one of the best coaches in the NBA. You know they're going to play hard every night. Yada yada yada. Um, and I think there's potentially a trade to be made because you know Pat Riley is is not going to be sitting by uh, idly here if if things go south. So um, I. I understand the logic, but man, 48 seems a little bit high, um, for, for a team that I'm just not sure how much better they got this year or this off season. Yeah. I'm a,
0: yeah, I'm a Jimmy believer and I'm a Kyle believer, but I just like, don't know if I trust everything coming together in the regular season. This feels like a team that like, if they're going to put together, a run, it's going to be like a playoff thing where like, they just are a pain in the butt to play. And we need to figure out kind of if they can kind of elevate in some way that we didn't see last year. I think that's like a real open question. We'll kind of see what, what happens there? Um, so, okay, he took the over on the Miami Heat of 48 wins. Ben, I'm up. And I'm going to I'm gonna swerve a little bit here. I'm going to go weird because, then, remember, this is a betting episode. This is not we're picking East teams in terms of whether we like them or not in terms of their actual wins. I'm going to go to the very bottom of the East, and I'm going to take the Orlando Magic. Okay. Okay? 23 and a half is their, over, is their over-under total. They were under on 21 wins in a 72-game season last year. Minus 140 under, plus 100 under, and I'm smashing the under on the Orlando Magic. I think this team is going to be the worst team in the NBA. I think there's a very, very good chance that this is the absolute garbage team in the league. They have, they're have they going to rely a ton on Jalen Suggs. They have injuries to Jonathan Isaac and, and Marco Foles that they're coming back from. I don't see, a, and they have a new coach who I think Jamal Mosley is like very well thought of, but I don't know if he's going to like raise the floor like in year one. Like That's a lot to ask of a coach. This roster is just so barren that even if you like Suggs, even if you like Isaac and Fultz and you like Cole Anthony and you like, you know, um, Chuma and like some other pieces, I just don't think this team is going to be good. And I don't think there's a team, at least in the East that is more that probably has more incentive to tank next year than the Orlando magic. So I'm taking the under on the Orlando magic.
1: Yeah. That's you kind of hit on the point that I was going to make. There is you look through the East they are the one team that's definitively tanking this year right i mean that they mm-hmm. the cavs are to a degree going for it um the bulls definitely are going for it and after that i mean we'll see with toronto we'll we'll see with washington here but um there's not really any other definitive tanking candidate so um yeah. maybe De-
0: maybe detroit because they have like the, another the year yeah bad. and but the, and the Cavs may hey, be i'm back the, by the way oh hello and the Cavs may be back the Cavs may be bad but they're gonna like try to be good yeah. before the, someone tells them that they're bad well, it, like that's i think the reality for the Cavs.
1: And, and i think that's somewhat the reality for detroit too just because you have your piece now right you have you don't you don't want Cade cunningham to lose for the sake of losing you want to try to win some games and, and try to build something there. So, um, I, yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I think Suggs is interesting because I do think, like, of all the prospects in the draft, he maybe had the safest floor or, or one of the safer floors, you would think. But at the end mm-hmm. of the day, he's still 19 years old. So um, I, I don't know how much that's going to change. It's a weird roster just in terms of overlap of, of positions. So, yeah, I mean, I guess from a gambling perspective, you have to lay minus 140 versus a plus 110. Uh, if you were to take the over, but, um, yeah, I mean, 23 and a half, uh, yeah, that, that's a, uh, it, it's tough to see the, ma- imagine the magic getting to 25 wins here.
0: In this exercise, I'm trying to like, n- I, I understand the swings for like a more like perhaps profitable outcome. Let's say if you're going to throw like, this is not gambling advice, but if you're going to do that. Like, I just, I just look at this and thinking, okay, what is like the safe? What is like the thing I feel most like sure about in a very weird conference that has a lot of change in certain spots? And it's, to me, it's very clearly Orlando is just going to stink. Um,
2: so yeah, Yeah, that's a good pick. That's a really good pick. Actually, that you laid it out. I just, I, last year,
0: last year, I think what we did is I distinctly remember us like basically going through the East in terms of like best to worst. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I want to mix it up and I want to swerve. Um. Let's take another break. We got to pay some more bills, and after that, Ben's gonna have two picks, so he's gonna get a little time to, to gestate on this as we think here. But Evan, uh, I think we got. I got. You got to tell everyone about our friends at Rock Auto.
2: We do. This episode of Locked On Cavs is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible for your local auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com, at home, and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. They're a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto's prices are reliably low and are for every customer. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution for your auto parts needs. So if you're interested, go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on and there. had you hear about us box? They know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Check them out today at rockauto.com.
0: I'm going to tell you about our friends at Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market. Look, Built Bar is celebrating the freedom to choose the best tasting protein bar out there. They have so many great flavors, coconut, cookies and cream, German chocolate, orange, Like, if you wanted to just bring, like, an orange protein bar and with, like, the chocolate covering, it'd be, like, given, like, orange slices, but, like, more fun and with more protein. 17 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. So order today, get that grasshopper cookie, that orange, that coconut, or whatever it is you like, and if you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box or get two of each of the nine options right now. Go to built.com and use promo code lock 15. You'll get 50% off your order. Again, that is promo code lock 15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, we're back. Here's the order. Ben's got two picks here and here's, here's what has happened so far. Five teams are off the board. Ben took Atlanta for the over. I took Brooklyn for the over. Evan took the Bucks for the over and the Heat for the over, and I took the. I'm
2: actually gonna make no, the no, no 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 I'm, no no. I'm going for the under. I said the under before I cut out. I didn't know I cut out, so I checked my phone while talking. You
0: you. So you said because I
2: said there. I said their age is going to be a factor, and if injuries really ramshack things, or if the Heat try to you know, minutes restrict some this players. Is your, Evan,
0: this is your one mulligan, and if you
2: mess for this episode, no
0: ever. And then I took the Orlando Magic. Onto the under, um, okay. Ben, you have two picks. Where are you going here?
1: Um, the first team I'm going to take here is going to be the Washington Wizards at 33 and a half. I'm going to take the under. Um, oh, I think. I mean, I just think there's potential the wheels fall off here, and you you look at the way the Wizards' season could go. You know, like it could go. I'd say one of three ways. I think they could keep Bradley Beal, and they could have a good season. I'm not sure how likely that is. They could keep Bradley Beal and have a bad season. I think that's certainly possible. Or they could trade Bradley Beal and they'll definitely have a bad season. So, like, I think two of the three outcomes, and in, in probably the two more likely outcomes, are that they have a bad season. And, um, you know, we talked about the East and just in terms of there aren't a lot of like really bad teams in the East. Like, I think the Wizards, with or without Bradley Beal, have potential to be one of those bad teams. And, um, look, I know there's been talk about him wanting to stay in Washington, but he's at a point now where I think he can sign an extension. And until he does that, you know, I I think you have to consider that it's a real possibility that he's going to get traded.
0: This is a team betting a lot on Spencer Dinwiddie's health. Didn't play last year due to injury injury their big offseason acquisition they bring in Corey Kispert in the draft. Like this is really lar- largely riding on, okay, you replace Russ with Dinwiddie and Dinwiddie is going to provide you more spacing and and we'll see kind of where that goes. And, and a new coach um, as well. I'm forgetting who they hired, but it is not Scott. They they've canned Scott Brooks and they brought someone else in because I just have forgotten who the Wizards hired. And West I'm going to look Unsell it up. Evan, do you have thoughts on this? Wes Unsell Jr. Yes. That is right. Uh, very well I thought I forgot as well, so I was a- going to let you very- just – Google. Yes. struggle there very well thought of offensive coach came from denver um we'll see what he can provide them that scott brooks i think scott brooks definitely leaves some hanging some like low-hanging fruit on the board with how he coaches not particularly inventive um kind of sounds similar to jb in some ways but uh evan do you have any thoughts on Washington before we go to ben's <laughs> next pick
2: i think it's a good pickup for ben for sure it's just Maybe I'm higher on the Wizards just because I think if Dinwiddie's healthy, a lot of it does hinge on Spencer Dinwiddie, and a lot of it does hinge on Brad Beale. If he doesn't sign that extension, a lot of teams are going to be circling the Wizards like vultures to try and pick him up and try and acquire him. And like I, Denver makes so much sense for Brad Beale still. Like that could be a very distinct possibility. Yeah, and we'll see what happens there for sure. But yeah, I like this pickup because that outside of I mean, if Dinwiddie's not can't stay healthy, that's a big variable. If, Bradley Beal's gone. That's a big variable. Um, Ruby Hachimura may not be the future Giannis Hedena but contrary to what some folks may say. I don't know what's going to happen with the Wizards, but I'm certainly intrigued with what will happen. It's, it, there's a lot of variables there, so I do like this pick.
0: All right, Ben, your next pick is, is whom? <sighs> I'm
1: going to take the Cleveland Cavaliers. Wow. Um, and I'm going to take the under at 26 and a half.
0: I love it. Uh, <laughs> I love
1: it. I didn't know how that would be received here. Um, no, I'm. I.
0: I. Well, we'll get into this, but I'm very much in in agreement with you on this. I think. Well, I
1: just. How, how did this team get definitively better in terms of their win loss total? And and you can, you can definitely point to you know drafting Evan Mobley as how did they get better in terms of their their long view? Um, but I like. I don't know. I, I I think you could see a leap from Darius Garland. I think you could conceivably see a leap from Isaiah Okoro, although I'm I'm less confident in that as a lot of people seem to be. But um, like, even if they make those leaps, I don't know how much it's affecting the win loss total. Like, I I just think that this roster is oddly like like very much. I mean, outside of Evan Mobley and and Lori Markin and. I mean, I guess having Ricky Rubio, like, I don't, I I just don't see how this roster took a a significant step forward in terms of improving its win loss total. And then just outside of that, I mean, I think the theme, at least of this portion of the podcast, is like, there's not a lot of, you know, teams at the bottom of the East who we know are going to be bad. And I think right now, other than Orlando, The Cavs kind of stand out as one of those teams who who you do not expect to be making a push for a playoff spot. So I just I don't know if in terms of overs and unders, I think the Cavs kind of stand out as a team that um, is more likely to um, underperform than overperform their expectations. I think that's a fair assessment for sure. Uh, I think a lot of
2: this does change if somehow, some way, the Cavs do trade for Ben Simmons. I think a talent play like that certainly shoots their ceiling up quite a bit. And you can say they're in the play-in playoff picture at that point. But there's just a lot of oddly constructed pieces right now. Like they addressed the need for bench play, making Vicki Rubio. They addressed the need for shooting Lowry Marketing and maybe some backup five stuff as well. And maybe they're moving on from Kevin Love, too. There are so many factors and variables for this Cavs team. And just the fact that the rest of the East either is still as mediocre but better, but the rest of the East did get better this offseason as well. So the Cavs are just are kind of stuck in limbo. And. I think I, yeah. If I picked them, I would have smashed the under myself, like Chris did for the Magic. Where like the Cavs are going to be a lot like where they were last year. They're not trying to intentionally tank. They're trying their best to be good, but they're still going to be a bad team, and they're going to lose more often than not.
0: I tend to think that this whole season with the Cavs is them hoping that like young guys can take them somewhere, and like that like, maybe someone has a transcendent. Like maybe Garland has like just an outrageous year, and and maybe Rubio was like a really nice addition. Maybe marking and shooting is like way more valuable than maybe we're thinking right now. But like if your potential starting lineup is like all 23 and under, that's a lot to ask them to to improve in a meaningful way and make a, a real run at like a serious number of wins. And like I also just think like I th- as much as I I like the potential upside of some of the end of the roster guys and maybe you could fig- like maybe you can fix Jetty. Like maybe maybe you can do that. Maybe Lamar Stevens can be uh prove to be useful and be a player. This is like a team that like if you uh, if you want to count Kevin as like the eighth guy sure. but like I think there's like seven sort of more proven at least, like, locked-in NBA guys, assuming Mobile, like, Immobile, I guess, hasn't proved anything, and so it's, like, six guys that have, like, actually shown they can do something in the league. Dean Wade's kind of interesting, too, I guess, but, like, it's not a team that has a particularly, like, deep, like, the, the talent level is, like, not super deep to me, you're really banking on, like, it all just kind of working in a way, and, like, as much as I like JB, I would also feel a lot better about this team if the co- if I felt like the coach is going to raise the floor and not sort of like be sort of very steady. Like, I, I think he's really good at working with the players. I think he was the right voice for the team post-John B line in a lot of ways. Yeah. I do not think JB is going to coax like an extra five wins out of this team. I do not think he's, especially on the offensive end, he does not, like, make things easier for the guys, and, and some of that you could attribute to, like, last year being COVID, and, like, all kinds, of, there's there's a lot of reasons I want to see what he does this year to see if anything changes with, like, a more proper offseason and, and, and less restrictions and, and hopefully better health, and, like, you sort of don't, the roster's a little more settled than maybe it was with, like, Drummond last year and stuff, but... And there's literally just not that that presence. But I just don't know if we can say that J B is going to be a coach that sort of maximizes his young talent meaningfully. Like if like I would feel better about the Cavs if like James Borrego was the head coach, for instance. Like I, I think I would oh, feel yeah. better about Cleveland if they had um you know, uh Udoka. Or like if they had uh like pick another younger coach in this in this conference, like I guess like that is a little more proven. I, I would tend to feel better about that. Yeah. Um, no, I is, got, but let, yeah, let's just, let's just end this on this. Way. Is there a case that they, they, what, if you were going to make the case that they were going to be hit the over, what is the, what is the case? Is it just like all the young guys pop? Is that it? Yeah. It as simple I, as I that? think
1: it's, it, it would have to be a combination of Garland taking maybe a step further than any of us like anticipate him taking at this point in his career here in year three, like taking like a, like an all-star level leap or, Evan Mobley is like, and I guess this is why I'm, I'm pretty skeptical just based on what we've seen so far, like Evan Mobley taking like a legitimate rookie of the year level leap. And um, I mean, maybe that's in play, but like, I mean, he'd have to look like legitimate franchise guy as a rookie and outside of one of those t- two things happening. Like, I don't know. I just don't see them going over 26 and a half wins.
2: No, I absolutely agree with that. I, I just don't see it either. I think them banking on their internal development is such a risky move on their part, but they also couldn't make a lot of moves because they have a Kevin Love-sized Albatross hanging around their necks. Yeah. So, so, you know, damned if you do, damned if you don't, it's going to be a shame. The Cavs are probably going to fire Kobe Albin and J.B. Vickerstaff if they don't make substantial pro- progress this season. And then we rinse, repeat, and then yeah. we're going to be having the same conversation Well, years,
1: I, I think know? that's the other part of this, too, is one – like they're further along in their quote unquote rebuild right now. So, like, there's kind of more potential for the wheels to fall off as well if things don't go well. Mm-hmm. And then, two, like, I think you can like Darius Garland, Colin Sexton, uh, Isaac Okuro, uh, Evan Mobley, and Jared Allen as individual players. But I think everybody would agree that's kind of like a funky fit as a five. And so maybe that's where Lori Marketing oh, yes. comes in. But Man, that's just putting a lot of hope on Lori Markkinen, who isn't, like, an all-star level player.
0: It's also, like, just, again, a really young team. Yeah. Like, Markenden's what, like, 24, 25? Like, he's it's not... 24. Okay, so, like, like you have six guys on your team that you're really banking on that are all, like, 24 and under. Kevin Love is, like, a very washed 32, almost 33. Almost and Ricky, like, again, like, I, I have a thing coming out about this um, in a 2 b announced thing, but, like like Ricky like you don't know really know how much like buy like Ricky Rubio will help this team in meaningful ways if he's like engaged with this but this is not an organization that he like owes anything to like and that like he it's if not he a, knows he's
1: a, probably going to get traded again
0: yeah yeah like he like he's like okay like buy me out or trade me yeah. like if this doesn't go well like he could do that and then you lose like your your one sort of engaged veteran voice like this is this is a really tricky season mm-hmm. um and I I I also just like I th- if, there's a different world where, like, if you have, if the Kevin Love contract is not on your books, you could have spent on Josh Hart or, like, some, like, reinforcer wing and, and whatever this offseason, then I think you could have talked yourself into this being an over, but the roster, I don't think, bears that out. Even if I think, that, even if, like, I'm, I'm super high in core I'm super high in Garland, I, I just need to see, like, where this is kind of going. Like, it's, it is entirely totally impossible that, like, the re the quote unquote rebuild is continuing for a couple of years here as they sort of, like, wow shuffle a couple of guys out, bring in some of the guys that draft the next couple of years, and we'll see where that gets them. But to recap at the end of part one here, here's where we're at. Ben has picked Atlanta for the over. He has picked the Cavs for the under, and he's picked the Wizards for the under. I have picked twice. I took Brooklyn for the over, and I took the Orlando Magic for the under, and Evan took under on Miami, and he took over on Milwaukee. We're going to end part one there, and we're going to come back. I'll be picking first in part two so stay tuned hit that subscribe button on youtube download rate review wherever you get your podcast and we'll be back with part two here momentarily